again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me um, after spending uh, the last few weeks spreading holiday cheer, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. I, I think I remember how to do this still. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can also find uh, us on Twitter as well, at HorizonRT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundTable.com. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to us whenever podcasts are found. Uh, Matt, Matt, you missed a few things. Um, one thing I should – incidentally, by the way, um, I do want to start off with, in case you missed me saying last week that Youngstown State has finally adjusted to the loss of Garrett Covington for the year. Let me reiterate that. This week has proof. Unfortunately, I know you're talking to certain people, and they're not going to listen anyway. But, but yes, I just wanted I just wanted to make it abundantly clear that I made the, I made mention of this uh, last week because they did very well in the conference schedule last week. They they swept their uh, conference games in Wisconsin, and they swept their week uh, week of games as well this week. So they beat Central Michigan, and then they turned around and beat beat the crap out of Canisius. Which, incidentally, neither Cleveland State nor Northern Kentucky really did, which I found very interesting. It, it you know, it is interesting, especially because I mean, Canisius is not necessarily a great team, but Youngstown State did, like you said, what the other teams hadn't done. They, I mean, they they left no doubt about it that that was not even going to be close. And gotcha. And end of the day, Youngstown State is six and three now in non-conference. Well, no, not not it, overall. There's some conference games in there too, but but yeah. still, you know, like. Well, I think, and the big thing too, yeah, the big thing on on Saturday, um, I, how many, I know we've heard the name Dwayne Colehill multiple times, the the Dayton transfer. Um, he was as good as advertised on Saturday. He's uh, 18 points, 11 rebounds. So, I mean, he he was the guy. Well, and if they're going to get that, then, you know, that's okay. And according to this, he, he only did that in 20 minutes. I mean, that's that's a big contribution. If if that's what they're going going to get, you know, then then it becomes Michael Covington who for a little bit. Yeah, Michael Akuche. <laughs> or I'm sorry, Garrett. I was saying Garrett. Garrett, Garrett Covington. Covington who? Yes, between Michael Akuche and uh, Dwayne Cohill. Hiller, yeah, Youngstown State played a really really solid game. And, yeah, and I think I think this was one of the. I think this is kind of the game that they needed because they basically. I mean, if you look at the box score, if you look at you know the contributions uh, uh, specifically on Saturday. I mean, you didn't, you didn't. The the guy who played the most was Luke Chacone, and he only played 24 minutes. So um, that is definitely a game that they absolutely needed, if for no other reason, was to again kind of sort out what their rotation is going to be post Garrett Covington. And I think they figured that out. I mean, they, it seems like they figured it out during the uh, during the Wisconsin trip, but they definitely figured it out this week. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, uh, I'm not trying to put it up. Canisius hasn't played great this year. No. Um, but like you said, Cleveland State couldn't really put them away. They stuck around. Northern Kentucky, yeah, they got them by 13 at the end of the day. But if I remember, you know, exactly, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't really put them away. At, at no point were they in trouble, but it, it wasn't exactly. clear. Youngstown State made it clear. But, you know, like I said, Canisius really hasn't been a great team this year, so I don't want to put too many eggs in that basket. But they, again comparing apples to apples as much as possible, which is what we try to do against two other um, Horizon League teams. They, you know, they stuck around where Youngstown State just put them away, just absolutely yeah. drilled them. Well, conversely, too, yeah, they, they also beat Central Michigan by seven, which 
UIC just wanted to give them the give Central Michigan the game on Saturday. Just wanted to give it to them. It was it was maddening. I I got I nothing. I, I don't I, know. I mean that that was such a weird game. It's like and it's funny because um, the game was at Central Michigan and their announced crew was like telling us how you know how scary UIC's defense was, but all I saw was Central Michigan being terrible. <laughs> I don't also think, maybe I'm wrong, you know, I'm not going to tell you that I'm the smartest man in the room, but I don't think UIC's defense is much to to talk about. I mean, I, I know that that's what Yaklich is known for, and I think that's yeah. kind of what the announcers are talking about, but I don't think that he's really been able to get his guys in place and get his system in place and become the defensive genius that, you know, he was billed as yet. That doesn't mean it's not coming, and, you know, they're getting better, but... I don't think of UAC as a great defensive team, and maybe I'm missing like some advanced metric on that or something, but I don't think they're anything that special defensively. But they beat a bad central team. They tried really hard to give it away, but you know what? Any win on the road, still a road win. So that's at least, you know, Indeed it's it a win is. over a MAC team. It's a win Absolutely. over a MAC team. And yes, the Horizon League has struggled with MAC teams for whatever reason. Um, yeah, specifically this week. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> okay, so here here's the problem. We're going to talk about this, obviously. We, we have to talk about this now because, Matt, course. obviously you've been out of circulation, and Oakland has been doing amazing, and you haven't had a chance to talk about it. And then this week, bleh. So I'm going to let you take the floor on this one because I know your glass gets in motion on this. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. At the end of the day, so at the beginning of the season, I've, I've written about this. I've probably talked about it a little bit. I've been on is Greg Campy had three games that he had circled for Oakland that were important in the non-conference. First one was the Vermont game, which they won. Uh, the next one is, was, oh no, sorry. The first one was the Toledo game, which they won. The second yeah. one was the Vermont game, which they won. And the yes. third game was Bowling Green. Now getting into this game um, with the, non-conference that Oakland has had, uh, Greg Campy had taken some of the emphasis off this game. He It wasn't as important anymore because Oakland has pretty significantly shown they're going to be a pretty good team this year, it seems. Great. They are. So the Bowling Green game wasn't quite as... It, it, the emphasis wasn't on it, but they should have won this game. And they didn't play well. And that was the biggest problem. They didn't play well. Bowling Green's not a great team. Um, they let a not great three-point percentage shooter get hot for three, which is an Oakland trademark. Um, yes. They're really good at letting not great players get hot. Um, and that's what happened. Um, and it was an away game. But the worst part about it is Oakland had a chance. They had the ball. They had like a one second left on the clock. And they had a chance to win. They had an open layup. And they just missed the bunny. And the player that missed it, I'm not even, if you saw the game, you know, I'm not even going to say the player by name because he's had a tremendous season and has been through a lot recently in, in the personal side, I would imagine. So I'm not even going to try to get into that. But man, open layup with the game on the line and yeah. they just missed the layup. And yeah, all you can do is shake your head and go, oh. That was particularly painful. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, that, and honestly, yeah, I mean, he, Honestly, that shot falls. We're having a whole other conversation about Oakland right now. They, I mean, that, as, it, as it is, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, as it is, it was kind of a, you know, they, they kind of, it's, it looked like they kind of put, put the foot off the gas on this one. Um, you know, it was, I mean, but we're being honest, this was a trap game. It was, <laughs> this, and, they, and they didn't play well. I mean, end of yeah. the day, trap game, whatever, you call it whatever you want. They didn't play great. Jamal Kane yeah. ended up having a really good game. Um, Jalen Moore, um, had a pretty good game. Um, but I mean, he's still turning the ball over way too much. Seven turnovers on 
uh, on, on seven assists. Like that's not what you want to see. Which is um, but, that that was which is interesting because that's uh, from what it looks like that isn't exactly what he's been doing all season. I think he's been handling the ball much better than he did against Bowling Green. Much I better. I haven't looked at the, the stats. I can pull them super quick. I, West Virginia because, notwithstanding. Well, and that's just, he, he's he's had more turnovers this year than I think anyone would like to see. Sure. I'm trying to see if I can grab it super quick. So I don't, yeah, he's averaging, oh no, it's a home split. I don't know where to go. Oh, I don't know. I'll find it. But um, his, his turnovers have been a little bit high on sure. the season, I think. But I you know it. what? He's played. He's played some really good, competition he's still averaging almost seven assists a game and the one thing he did in this game is he put Oakland on his back towards the end and he started hitting threes that you know he did he's hit three of ten but I, I think all three of them were in the last like five minutes or at least it seemed like it where like somebody needed to hit a shot Oakland could see the game slipping away and uh and he was there um I think the biggest thing haunting them right now is um they haven't seen much out of the bench you know Zion Young yeah. has been has been great to see but you know, he had a one one of seven game from three. That's not that's not great. You know, you had Blank Lampman, who's supposed to be your shooter, going one from one of four. Um, and yeah. then the other thing that Oakland's missing right now, and I don't know what the answer is going to be. And some of it, I think, is just Zion Young getting back into the mix. Is O.C. Price, who yeah. um, was was had a really strong start to the season as a freshman, is just trying to find his place. Um, he was getting you know 15, 20 minutes a game. Now he you know in the Bowling Green game he got 11 and had a steal, a turnover, and a foul. Like, no points, no rebounds. Like, he's just trying to find his place. And I think Campy's still figuring out the rotation. And if he gets a rotation that works, that's where this team is going to be good. You know, by the end of the game, they're gassed. You know, Trey, yeah. Townsend, Trey Townsend played 40 minutes. Maybe that's a factor in the ending. Who knows? You Might know, be. so. Yeah, I um, think that's, that's you know, that, that short rotation is going to, I mean, it, it that's going to be something that they're going to have to figure out. I mean, it hasn't been a problem to this point. But it is going to be a problem as you get further into the conference schedule. Michigan State, notwithstanding, that's a whole other animal, obviously. Well, and the other thing that bothers me, and I, I you know, I don't want to just turn an Oakland episode just because I'm back. Um, Chris Conway getting three minutes in that game drives me nuts. I understand that he's, you know, not the shot blocker that he wanted in that zone, but he's sure. a very capable big, especially on the offensive end. And I, I, I don't see why he's not getting five to ten minutes a game. Um, that, that doesn't make sense to me because then all it does is it puts uh, Townsend and Kane down, you know, down on the block with, you know, six, eight, six, nine, six, ten guys and banging the whole game. And like I said, when you've got Trey Townsend playing 40 minutes down low, you, like you, that, need where a guy, you need somebody else because at the beginning, before the season even started, we talked about size being an issue for Oakland and it was going to be a factor. And if you got somebody who's playing way too much early on, you're going to run out of gas and then we're going to run into, you're going to run into a situation where, you know, you're going to have a problem at the close in the closing seconds where, you know, you might be too gassed to make it to the, you know, to make that shot fall. And I, I think that's all it is. And I think, you know, they got two weeks off here before the Michigan state game. Um, I'm not worried about Oakland. It's just disappointing. You know, part of the disappointment is just the the fairy tale that they were trying to create that maybe, maybe they have the at-large opportunity. They never had the at-large opportunity. The RPI ranking stuff was fun to talk about. The net stuff was fun. Okay. Bubbles burst. Let's move on with it. Need to win the league. It's that exactly. simple. And that's the end of the day, end of the day. They have the same goal as any other team in the league right now. If you want to play in the tournament, you have to win the league. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly the case. And I think that is going to be um, 
not only Oakland, but everybody else, that's what they're going to have to focus on. It's a one-mid league, despite what anyone wanted it to be. That's just (laughs) what it is. You are correct. We we accept that, and let's go on with it. On on to the next one, yeah. Funny, because Cleveland State and Wright State didn't play this week. I know Cleveland State definitely didn't. It's kind of weird because it's so spotty who's playing this week and who isn't playing this week. It's kind of funny. It's hard to keep up sometimes. I, I I admit that as well. Like just trying to. I have flip tried every day. so hard. To, yeah, I you talk about running out of gas. <laughs> You've got Detroit Mercy playing a couple games out of the MAC and split splitting with the MAC this week. Yeah, we got it. So um and uh you had Purdue Fort Wayne playing a couple games uh, with uh, OVC teams. Um so yeah that so um and also split those which was very interesting. Um. Purdue Fort Wayne is a weird animal. <laughs> I mean, they're they're the mastodons, so yeah. No, I mean, animal. See, there you go, weird animal, the mastodons. But awesome mascot, by the way. Um, it's in yeah. So so Purdue Fort Wayne, uh, yeah. So they split the they split their their week. Um, SIU Edwardsville that they did not play well at all. That one I was seriously disappointed with. That was that was not a good that was not a good game for them at all. No, it it wasn't, and I mean those are gonna happen. Yeah, I mean it's that was just... almost. As, I mean that was almost as that was that was that to me that was actually worse than when Youngstown State beat SIU what lost to SIU Edwardsville because I'm pretty sure, but at least they had an excuse. I think that was the game that Garrett Covington went down. But yeah, that was. But the good news though is they turned around, they played Semo and beat them. At least they, you know, they they split the week. But yeah, they. I mean, they yeah. I think Purdue Fort Wayne's biggest issue, and and this is going to be true, throughout the season, is that when their shots are falling, they're going to be in games when it's not. It's it's not it's not gonna look it's not gonna look good and that's exactly what happened to them against SIU Edwardsville exactly what happened to them yeah because against Southeast Missouri State they shot uh what 40 43 percent from three they're you know that's that's a nice percentage for them I mean whereas in against against SIU Edwardsville they shot less than 25 percent and we We've known that about Kaufman teams. They're 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 going to be three point heavy teams, and when the shots fall, and they're going to be good. And when they don't, they are not. I mean, and that's exactly what happened, because you know you had you you had Damian Chongqui was one for nine. Jalen Pipkins, who by the way scored a career high on Saturday, he was two for eleven against SIU Edwardsville. I mean, it was. I mean, JoJo Peterson, who you know obviously doesn't play, who only played thirteen minutes, he he was zero for four. It was, yeah, it, I mean, Bobby Planudis, my guy, two for seven that game. So, yeah, it was it was really nothing to write home about for them for SIU Edwardsville. But as you mentioned, this is what John Kaufman does. This is what Purdue Fort Wayne does. They shoot by, they shoot volume. You're going to get 27 three-point attempts at least out of them. But that's also what's going to make them scary, especially in conference, is exactly. you know that they're capable of, of these really, really good games, or yeah. they're com- capable of completely laying an egg. And um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play out, especially in the first half of the season, the first time everybody sees some of these teams, sees, sees them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's why that's why they were able to make it a track meet in the first half against Wright State. I mean, it was pretty clear there. It's why they were able to beat Northern Kentucky 
you know, they did that. So yeah, they, there are, you know, but yeah, that was, that is definitely going to be a thing for them. Um, if, you know, the, but again, that's what we expect. That's what we've always expected. When the shots fall, the shots fall. When they don't, they don't. I mean, we saw that even in the tournament last year with them. Oh, all, all of a sudden, they were in, in games that we weren't expecting them to be in. You know, I saw that. I saw that uh, way too. Yeah, that that was way too close for my comfort in the tournament last year. Just kind of throwing that out there. <laughs> but I, yeah, but again, I think with with Purdue Fort Wayne, I think their big thing is just to be able to, you know, I, I just kind of roll with the punches, honestly, and that's going to be kind of their thing. And we're probably not going to see them for a while either. Uh, yeah, I think they're off for like a week and a half now or something like that. It, again, it's a spotty schedule. Yeah, they're not playing. They're not playing until the 21st. They're playing Michigan. So that's the same day. So, uh, Oakland's Oakland's uh, against Michigan State at the uh, LCA that same day. So yeah, Oakland's at Michigan State at LCA. Uh, Purdue Four Wings at Michigan and Ann Arbor. Wright State is at North North Carolina State and Raleigh. So yeah, that's going to be a yeah, that's going to be a Power five thing. It's like getting in those uh, Christmas gifts. You know, you got you got to go get that Christmas money real quick from Grandma. That I believe that I believe those are the Christmas bonus games. Hey, <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I'm ex- I'm selfishly super excited for the one I'm attending, but you know that's near here. Oh, there. I know you are. You're you're gonna actually be at LCA, aren't you? I will be. I will be uh, covering for uh, Horizon Roundtable down at LCA for that game. So that's gonna be pretty, that will be an experience. I know eleven. That's- 11 out of 12, you know? Maybe 12 out of 12. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I don't know. Off, off, we'll talk about that off pod, but yeah. <laughs> Very soon. Um, so, yeah, that's a. So, yeah, that, that's going to be. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's going to be. Again, we're kind of at this this state of flux where you, ha, you know, and I understand it because, you know, uh, Cleveland State had finals this week. So, obviously, that's the reason why we didn't see them play this week. And then they, you know, load up on their, uh, you know, on their Power Five games because they're going to play Oklahoma State, and then they're going to play Duke. Um, well, by the way, thank you, Oakland, for giving me hope that oh, Cleveland State might have a chance against Oklahoma State, even though literally nobody else has this year besides Oakland. I mean, uh, selfishly, I'm hoping that Cleveland State just gets blown out, so it's, it makes Oakland's win over them that much better. But oh, I have, yeah, and then they go to Duke, so that's gonna be fun. Um, Oh, do we have to talk about IUPUI? Because no, you know what? Hold on, let's. That's super painful. We we do, but let's let let's start with a, a slightly better team. Slightly better. Bobby Mo finally got a got a got a win. I mean, they had to go to, against Lancaster Bible College to get it, but they finally got off the Schneid there. There they did. Yes, they got their first win of the season, and then they yes, they absolutely did. It was a yeah yeah they won. They scored ninety nine points against Lancaster Bible College. Um. And then they turned around and blew the perfect weekend for their Horizon League. I uh, know. The the problem is, but FGCU is you know they were they were coming in eight and three, and that that's a that's a FGCU is a, has historically you know since you know Dunk City man. Although yeah, Dunk City and definitely Dunk City because they got the one guy in the middle who just kept just imposing his will. Um, Kevin Samuel, that guy was imposing his will the whole time. Not helping matters, of course, was the fact that you had a guy like Tavia Dunn Martin. That guy shot nine for eighteen from three uh, from the three point uh, from from the arc. That's all he shot were three pointers, and he shot fifty percent. Yeah, you know, 
I don't care who you are. I mean, when 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 you got a guy who's shooting that well from beyond the arc, you're gonna have a long, long ass day. <laughs> I and, mean, at some point, what do you do about it? You know, like if a dude's hot, a dude's hot. Like, there's yeah. only so much you can do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I the thing when I look at the the Robert Morris um, box score even from that day, the thing that jumps out right to me is that they distribute their scoring very well. And the one person who didn't really put up any points in that game is someone that I generally expect to score a lot of points in Ferris. Yeah. Who only had three points. But that tells me that this is a pretty evenly distributed team. Which means I think they're going to have success in league when they get there. I think they're putting it together. I think they are. I think, again, because you have... Because you have so many new faces on that team, I mean, because you basically, aside from Ferris and aside from Khalil Spear and a couple of other guys, they had almost a complete roster turnover. So, I mean, you got to get those guys in. And then on top of that, some of those guys have been out, like a Michael Green, who was out a couple of games. So, yeah. That's good. You know, when when you have that kind of when you have that kind of starting, you know, things going in fits and starts, you're going to have a problem there. And the end result is Robert Morris one and seven. Well, and I want to see personally, like out of uh, Winston, who's, you know, there's six, eight forward, like he played 23 minutes against uh, Gulf Coast and only had two boards like yeah. He's one of their their bigs down there. He's got to start grabbing more, more boards for them, you know, especially over 23 minutes, you know, take some of that weight off of, you know, Khalil Spear, essentially. Like, there's not much, you know, Robert, Robert Morris is another team kind of like Oakland. There's a bunch of it in the horizon, which is why these teams will do well against each other that lacks size. Sure. And uh, so I'm not counting Robert Morris out yet. No, I mean, but yeah, that's, you know, um, I guess the issue with them is you got to, fi- yeah, you got to figure out who else is going to be, in there with Khalil Spear because Khalil Spear is going to do just fine. I mean, he, he hit a double double this week uh, against mm-hmm. FTCU. I mean, 11 boards, 20 points. He was good. Um, Rasheen Dunn, um, he was really good uh, on Saturday. It, every time I saw him, I'm thinking to myself, man, I wish he stayed at Cleveland State. <laughs> man, wish he stayed at Cleveland State. Um, but yeah, uh, but again, they're they're trying. I think. With Robert Morris, they're trying to ease guys back in, like a Cam Ferris who was out, like a Michael Green was out, Jerron Williams was out for a little bit, so they're trying to ease him back in. Um, and again, when you're this far into the non-conference season, yeah, that's going to present an issue. Um, I think they'll, they, they will definitely. I think they've got one more. Uh, I think I think they've got one more non-conference game against Bowling Green coming up, um, and then they jump into the uh, and then they jump into the conference schedule like everybody else does. So, nope, they, actually, they have two. They have, uh, oh, they have two. two. They have uh, Bowling Green and they have, uh, who is this, SFPA, uh, San Francis uh, Red Flash. So that is that Div 2? Uh, no, San Francisco no. PA? No, they're yep. Div 1. <laughs> I, I struggle to keep all of your different Saint whoever's together. I'm not going to lie. No, like, San Francisco oh, PA is definitely a D1 school. But uh, yes, by yes, the way, are. probably their, and honestly, probably their best opportunity to get another win. Well, St. So Francis of PA isn't very good. Well, that's who they've got after. Unless uh, I miss something and they are really much better than I think they are, but I don't th- think so. Three and five on the season. I haven't looked at who, who those three were against. Yeah, could be nothing. But, but uh, Lehigh, they they got Lehigh and Bucknell. You know, they d- defeated them. That's those are good, right? Ish, maybe not necessarily. Mm, mm, depending yeah, on right. depending on the year. <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, they they hung with George Washington to start the season. 
So, I mean, yes, St. Francis could be at least a good matchup for them. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, Robert Morris really needs, I think they need a kind of confidence booster going into the conference schedule. Um, I mean, Bowling Green, you know, theoretically, Bowling Green could be somewhere that they could, could be a potential pickup opportunity. I don't know. Um, but definitely St. Francis. Um, they need it. Robert Morris absolutely needs it because I think uh, everybody's a little downtrodden that things are not going very well this season. And they've had an opportunity. They've had a couple of opportunities, but yeah. I mean, we all know Andy Tool is a really, really good coach. And, you know, everyone always talks about the transition from another league to the horizon is, you know, there's going to be some transition time, but, you know, this is now year two, essentially. So Andy yeah. Tool is going to have to start getting getting it together over there. You know, there's just a little bit going on. Um, and I don't think Robert Morris fans in the school in general are used to not being very good. And that right now great. they're not very good. So hopefully they can put some things together before there starts to become turmoil. Yeah, I, I, for for Andy Tool's sake, and obviously we've had him on the podcast. Yeah, well, let's hope so, um, because again, here's a guy who, you know, who had who spent all, you know, spent his, had so much success in the in the NEC, and then it's just been, you know, I, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough uh, where the extent of uh, Bobby Mo fans' uh, patience, uh, you know, be- begins and ends. I don't know, but I've been appreciating Scott kicking out the uh, Bobby Moe writing for us. So Scott Meyer, yes, absolutely. And he's got another one coming out this week. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, yeah. Props to you, Matt, for you know convincing uh, convincing Scott to get on board here. No, yes. it's worked out well. It's I mean, Bobby Moe fan, there is quite a bit, at least through, you know, online and Twitter and all that. So it's nice that we're trying to get them some content. So absolutely. hopefully they're appreciating it because uh, I know I've been appreciating uh, Scott's work and uh, – Absolutely. Following along with Bobby Mo. Well, no, it, it's great. That, it's great that we have that. I think it's uh, absolutely. Uh, um, it, it's good that we have who we have involved um, cranking out content, and you know, maybe with a little peer pressure, we'll add a couple more. <laughs> um, do we? Is this the part where we talk about IUPUI now? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Ready. Go. Oh man! I, IUPUI showed up to a basketball game over the week. That was cool. Good job, IUPUI. They showed up. They tried oh. really hard. Um, Matt Crenshaw is sure gonna do something in the future. Um, Just not this, not, not the immediate future. No, I'm trying to find positives here in this IUPUI conversation that we. Uh, must I mean, have. other um, than you know, like maybe BJ Maxwell. That's about it. I mean, they scored more points in the second half than the first half. So like, hey, there's there's a positive there, right? Like. We're we are improving. We're imp- they they improved in that game. Um, it's it, it is yeah. such a I mean man and yeah and that I mean and and I gotta say man that yeah the and Tennessee State is not a good team. No, they are a really bad. Team. I mean I mean the only thing that honestly the only thing that I was the only thing about Tennessee State that had at least had a little bit of intrigue to me is the fact that Masterpiece kid Hersey Miller was on the roster. And then obviously a week before the game, he, you know, enters the transfer portal. So that was basically the extent of my interest. And then it disappeared. Uh, I mean, here, hold on. Have you, have you looked at the box score from this game? If not, we're going to play trivia real quick. Oh uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually staring at it right now. Oh, then I, oh, so I can't ask you the trivia, but the fact that Mike DePersia, who we know is a pretty solid point guard for them and yeah. handles the ball can play set only 17 minutes, which is a little funky play 17 minutes and have 
zero or no i'm sorry one assist no nope, zero, assist. I, was zero right the first assist. Time. I hit it he right the first zero. time yeah. no assist no points out of mike to persia that's weird man like I, I mean no i mean this was this was probably i mean they only scored 44 points and DJ maxwell didn't even get to double digits he only got eight points yeah one person got got to double digits kj pruitt that's it Nobody else. I mean, yikes. you're not going to win games shooting three of 17 from 3% or from three point. Like that's just, it's not it. Oh man. It was, it was brutal. I, how do we, I, again, we got a disclaimer this because we knew that IUPUI was going to have a tough road to hoe this year. We, we, we had a feeling this was going to be the case, but you know, nothing prepares you for, Yikes! And yeah, BJ Maxwell was a yeah. BJ Maxwell played 36 minutes that game, and he only got eight points. He was three for 11, and but he didn't. And he didn't hit fact, any three pointers. Despite losing by 26, IUPUI out rebounded them by three. That they did. That's they, so weird. Well, yeah. Well, it's funny that, because yeah, because it, yeah, I know. I mean. I mean, Dimitar Pandev, he only played 13 minutes and he got eight points and five rebounds. Now, I'm not saying we should play Dimitar, uh, uh, that Mike Krasnishapo should play Dimitar Pandev more, but maybe. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, like trying to pull something out of this for, for use within the league is, and I'm, again, I'm not going to tell you that I've broken down a lot of IUPUI games. I could probably do some more research and look into it. But the fact you, that Tennessee's... Do you Tennessee's like pain? I mean, I like I'm I'm interested in trying to, you know, bring the the, the smartest statistics and breakdown that we can trying to be yes. professionals over here. You know, um, the fact that Tennessee so State being taken seriously, we that's what we strive for. You that's know, what we're here for God, Serious God, business. God forbid we make some jokes in the power rankings. Oh, anyway, Tennessee State was that, Tennessee State was 49 percent from the field. Like is IUPUI's defense just that bad right now? Like. And if so, that's actually a good thing because that's something that Matt, Matt Crenshaw will fix, yes. whether that's this season or just going well, forward. I, I, I believe in him. I, I think after the I think after the opening weekend of the Horizon League, I think the answer to the defense question is a resounding yes because yeah, they basically specifically against Detroit Mercy, they just they couldn't stop Detroit Mercy if they're at all. To say Oakland shot thirty nine percent against them, and Detroit Mercy shot. Uh, 47%. So yeah, there's clearly a uh, defensive issue there that that they're going to have to get worked on, whether yeah. that's now or, like I said, going into recruiting. I mean, Matt, Matt Crenshaw got dealt a really tough hand, and he knew that going in. I oh, mean, yeah. We talked to him on his very first day. He knew what he'd gotten into, and it's going to take some time, and I, I think he deserves the time to fix it. I think he's the yeah, right he, coach and, and at that's the right the, time. And that's kind of the... It, and if anything, that's the encouraging thing for IUPUI. Does it look... Does it look like not good for the rest of the league? Of course it doesn't look good for the rest of the league, but that's not what this is about. This is about IUPUI starting from the bottom and then working their way up. Um, so everything you see this year is basically them trying to work their way up. I is it going to be ugly? Probably, but it is what it is at this point. I bet you of these players on this roster, I bet you five total return next year. Total. Really? Five of them? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with five is is my over under on who's gonna return. Just I mean, basically it's gonna be a whole new roster, and so next year's gonna be tough too because it's gonna be a lot of new players that are probably younger and all that. But they're gonna be players that 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 Crenshaw believes in and buy into Crenshaw and his system. Give him another two well, to three years. Obviously, this... well, B, B J Maxwell isn't gonna be there next year. 
Yeah. Obviously not going to be there. I don't think Jonah Carrasco is going to be there next year unless he cashes on his extra year. Uh, same thing with Demetar Pandev, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, you might be a little you, – you, I'll take the over, but not by much. All right. We'll see. Like I said, I think there's going to be a huge turnover, which means next year's going to be rough too, but I think it's all heading in the right direction for them. I'm as, really, as tough honestly, as it's going to be. I, I want to see, I really want to see more. I want to see more from Bakari Lestrap and I want to see more from AZ say, because those guys were pretty good off the bench last year. And I just wish I saw more out of them this year. Well, and I think the nice thing, like with the strap, like he, I think he's a sophomore, so he's got two more seasons after yeah. this. So if there's a huge turnover and next year's rough, his senior season could be all right, heading in the right direction. Like you know, there, there's a chance there. So I do like the I again kind of do again the other thing too, and I, I think Matt Crenshaw is doing this intentionally, where he's just, he is he's he's starting freshman at this point. He's starting KJ Pruitt. He's starting Boston Sanit. Uh, Chooks Izatua got a start against Tennessee State on Friday. So um, there's uh, maybe there, I I want to say there's a method to his madness, and I think maybe it is. You know what? Let me get these young guys in. They're going to be the future of our program. Let's go with that. And, that and why why wouldn't you at this point? You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you had to start from absolute. You basically had to start from square one from last season without a doubt of course you did so you know you might as well you know you're getting a lot you're getting a pretty long runway for a lot of different reasons not the least of which being you know you know what your your name and your numbers up in the rafters as the all-time assist leader i think he'll get it straightened out and again he's gonna he's gonna have all the resources iupoi can offer him he's gonna have all the time he needs exactly it's just yeah gonna be, uh, it's, it's a time thing Exactly. So I'm not really, yeah, again, not really, yeah, AZ say, yeah, he may also not be back next year because he's a senior this year. So, yeah. So, yep. Like I said, it's I'm taking the over, but not by much. All right. But, yeah, I, I do like, uh, again, I do like the thought. I, I do kind of like the direction he's heading just with kind of the youth movement. But, yeah, it's going to be brutal. You're going to have games like this Tennessee State game from this week where you're just like, oh, woof. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, let me – yeah, I'm trying to figure out who else have they got to play in it. Yeah, because I think uh, – oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, I, I know none of us have this uh, circled on our schedules, but IUPUI plays Chicago State. It's a barn burner. Oh my God! I think John Parker made the uh, made the joke that whoever wins gets relegated to wherever Chicago State is now. And the WAC still—I don't even know where they're. They are in the WAC, but they're going to be homeless soon, so that's going to be fun for them. Okay, but we're not getting into this conversation because you know how I feel about it. Yes, you care about real conference realignment about this as much as you like wrestling, fantasy football. Um, International soccer and the mass singer. Correct. By the way, Banana Split went home last week. It was uh, Catherine McPhee and David Foster. Oh, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> you I'm know beside myself. I'm beside myself. <laughs> Let me go figure out who the hell those people are, and then I can really care. Never heard of David Foster, like super producer David Foster. Oh, David Foster. Oh, you. I didn't the guy behind so. Chica- the guy behind Chicago. Oh the yeah, totally. Sarah era. Mm, oh, yes. I just aged myself. That's fine. Yeah, usually. <laughs> Elder statesman right. Bob over here. 
elder statesman. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm not looking. Yeah. I'm really, that's man. That one's gonna be. All right. Let's I'll, move on I'll, to my UPI. Nope. Yeah, I'm do, I'm done with this. Moving on. Something something better. Not much better. I mean, we got we got Northern Kentucky. I mean, who? they won. They beat Canisius. So yeah. Northern Northern who? Northern Kentucky. Not familiar nope. with them yet. Ah, uh, are you? You're not? Okay. Uh, not no, we can talk about them. They beat Canisius. Yay. Uh, they're currently, as we're recording, uh, beating Alice Lloyd. I don't know what Alice did to deserve that, but I mean, I figure, I hope Alice at least brought a team with, with her. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Alice. All right. Somebody over, So I don't know who Alice is, but they're, yeah, Alice. Wow. They're actually, Alice Lloyd is actually 12-0 and 0, um, with whoever they played. But yeah, they're getting beat by 18. So I don't know who they played, but you know they clearly weren't playing Northern Kentucky before this. So what's weird? The other thing too, and this is—I wanted to bring this up because this has kind of been the weird thing with the with, with some of these games against non-Division one teams. And I, I noticed this early on is that some of these non-D1 teams are these are these are exhibition games to them. Count for us, but exhibition games for them. That's a little confusing. Hey, I hope they get paid somewhere in the deal too. Uh, that would be my guess. Yeah, but that, yeah, that that's kind of weird that it counts for the for the Horizon League teams, but it does not count for the non D one teams. So as far as I mean, and that may be the case too. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not watching the broadcast at this point. That may be the case for Alice Lloyd too. So as far you know, if it is an exhibition for them, hey, they're going to be you know, they're going to be undefeated late, even after this game, even if they lose by you know thirty. Perfect. Everybody wins. Northern Good Kentucky needs to get right. You. You know? Yeah, Alice Lloyd College. I don't even know where. I got to look this up. Alice Lloyd College. Alice Lloyd College is located. I don't know where you're located, guys. Um, this is going to bug me a little bit. So, yeah. Here we go. Uh, they're in eastern Kentucky, I believe. Are they now? So, yeah, I got to figure out. Yeah. Okay, see, Alice Lloyd. They're NAIA. Are they? Yes, they are they're NAIA. Um. Yes, they're the Eagles. Actually, we've been playing a lot of Eagles lately. There's just a lot of Eagles out there in general. There are. That's why. I, that's why. Yeah. That's that's why I like the diversity of 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 the uh, Horizon League mascots because there's not you know, I mean, although you know we have Vikings and Norse and like what's the difference exactly? <laughs> One annoys me. <laughs> you won't. Uh, we won't say which one. Uh, yeah. To be fair, they both annoy me, but still in very different ways. Well, they're going to annoy it. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for, yeah, but, but yeah, that's, but yeah. So Alice Lloyd caught, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just always kind of intrigued by some of these, these, uh, these non-division one teams, obviously, um, you know, Lancaster Bible Institute was also, I think they're a D3 team, I want to say. So. I'm looking at sorry, I'm looking at Alice here, uh, just checking it out as I'm not even watching the game. They they've got two centers that they roll at six ten, so they got a little size. Like okay, that, you. yeah. So yeah, that that's interesting. I find that very interesting. Um yeah, so that that's something. I mean, obviously we're at a point where we're like okay, yeah they, yeah they basically yeah they beat everybody except yeah most of them. Again, this might be. Hold on a second. Let me. Uh. uh yeah, it's an exhibition. <laughs> All right. So even, so even if Northern Kentucky beats them, because they play, because actually Alice Lloyd plays both Northern Kentucky, and then a little later on they play Moorhead State. Both of them are exhibitions. So 
even if Alice Lloyd loses, it, the good news for them, they will still be undefeated. So at least they got going, that going for them. And, you know, and for Northern Kentucky, it's a nice, you know, it's a nice warm up to whatever they have next. Well, Mar- Marquez Warwick is uh, getting going a little bit here. He's got 12 points in the half. So that's, you know, that's good for, for what they what they need in this game. Yeah, so, so Northern Kentucky has Eastern Kentucky coming up next. So the Battle of the Directional Kentuckys is coming up soon. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, mm. I know. So, all right, we got to talk about Milwaukee. We got to talk about them. Milwaukee did not play terrible. Actually played pretty well against Colorado before yeah. they gave up a 14-2 run. They hung around. Yeah. They didn't embarrass themselves for a while. That, well, I mean, they didn't really embarrass themselves at all. I mean, they only lost by what nine? They did not. They did not do bad poorly at all. I think Eleven, they, but yeah. I mean, and that's a really good. I mean, and that is a really good Colorado team. You know, Jabari Walker is like a. I mean, he that guy's an NBA prospect. So yeah, to to hang. Good with thing Milwaukee guys, doesn't have an NBA prospect to to fight with. Yes, but the difference is that yeah. <laughs> I know. I, Walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> you did. And in Milwaukee, really, the biggest thing was Milwaukee's NBA prospect was three of thirteen from the floor, including two of ten from three. That's not great. Oh man, that is not good at all. That is, yeah. Ugh. Didn't have a great game. And you know what? That's okay. It's going to happen. But didn't with, have a great game. With this, five, with this team, it can't happen. I mean, they five gotta, boards. Yeah, they got to do better. I mean, and again, this is the issue here. I mean, this is the problem that, that that Milwaukee has had is that they they it, it hasn't been a full a total team effort. It really hasn't been all season. Well, when you and only you have see, seven assists in a game, that's you're right. That's not a team effort. Yeah, exactly. And then again, when you got you know, yeah, you're shooting twenty out of fit. You know, your 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 field goal percentage is you know. Your field goal percentage is, yeah, you're shooting 36%, and your NBA prospect player is shooting th- 3 out of 13 and 2 out of 10 from the three-point line. Uh, I, you know what? I want to say this one's, you know, I want. I would like to say this is an outlier, but this isn't the first time we've run into this. Not with Milwaukee. Well, it's really easy to game plan for Milwaukee right now, is let anybody else beat you. So, you, you know, you double and maybe even triple team Baldwin if you have to, and you let someone else beat you, and no one else is stepping up to beat you. And yeah. unless they get that figured out, they're not going to be a great team. They're going to be a middle of the pack Horizon team. And that's what's going. And that's exactly what's going to happen during the Horizon League season. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Robert Morris stayed with them. Again, that's why I think that Robert Morris will eventually get it together because they had to go up to Wisconsin to play them. Results may be different when they get to Bobby Moe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's going to be you know, and and you know that's. I don't know, man. That's gonna Milwaukee's frustrating because we keep having this conversation about Milwaukee, and it just <sighs> you you want it to get better, but it's just not. You think Milwaukee's frustrating? <laughs> we get to talk about Green Bay yet? We have not talked about Green Bay yet. I know, we but is it time? Is not is it, now the time? Now is the time to talk about Green Bay. I I want to like Green Bay. I know Green Bay fans don't believe these words and whatever, but I want to. As an aside, 
I it seems like every time I turn around, there's at least one group of fans that are mad at us at any point in time. It's actually pretty funny to tell you the truth. I think that means we're doing our job, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, it is. <laughs> yeah, that that K, that UMKC game was not. Man, why? Come on. Although they, just, you know, they struggle to put together from from the Green Bay Green Bay games I've been able to watch or follow or even just kind of follow up on after. They just seem to struggle to put an, a complete game together at the same time. Yeah. You know, as a team, they haven't had a complete game. Like, you know, Kamari McGee comes off the bench and, and just absolutely is the spark plug that Green Bay needed. Great. But, exactly. But he, but he does it on a game that Ivory goes for seven points and Anson goes for eight. So, nope, that's not going to be it. Plus, oh, McGee was really the is. only points off the bench. Oh, by the way, they didn't shoot. They honestly they didn't really shoot that many three-pointers at all. When when they did, they clanked. <laughs> they only shot 12 three-pointers and only hit two. So, yeah, that's that's not going to get it done either. While still managing to shoot 40% from the field. Actually impressive. That is, yeah. Well, again, because they again, they don't really when you look at at the way that Green Bay is set up, that makes perfect sense because they have kind of they do have kind of an inside, you know, a perimeter presence and inside the, you know, inside the arc presence. Um, but again, they, it, it just, you know, but, you know, Kamari McGee aside, everybody kind of disappeared. And that's not, this is not a, and this isn't an isolated incident either. No, but again, season. that's, that's if you're a Green Bay fan, that's what you're, you know, that's your optimism. That's your silver lining is. We see the pieces. Can we yeah. put it together at, at once? And, you know, that's... We, we see it, too, but just, we're just waiting for you to, you know, get it all together. Please! It's not, it's not out of the question. It, it could happen. It needs to happen. That's the, that's the whole point of this. It needs to... But, again, I think Green Bay is in... In my assessment, I think Green Bay is in the same boat as Robert Morris is, where Green Bay... You know, aside from Manny Ansong, Japana Kellogg, and Lucas Steber, and a couple of other guys, you know, they also had a pretty significant roster turnover. And they lost a lot from last year. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So, when you look at, you know, so Green Bay is having the same kind of, I think they're having the same, uh, you know, adjusting issues as, as Robert Morris is, which... The end result has been what are they one and seven or something? Or Green Bay two and Green Bay's two and seven. Green Bay is two and seven. I'm sorry, because Green Bay beat. Uh, I know Green Bay beat Robert Morris, and then then they beat a non D one. I can't remember. They also beat yeah a non D one. It was one of the Wisconsin Superior. Oh, one of those. Wisconsin Superior. That's who they beat. Yes. So yeah. So that that's basically where they're at. But yeah, I, I'd like to have some optimism from some of these schools. I mean. I don't think we're going to see it at the end in in the remainder of the non-conference. Maybe in the conference we'll we'll see more. I'm hoping yeah. we need to see it. We need to see it. I mean, this is you know for for as much as we've we've talked about the you know the the, the lead up to the conference season, and that's going to be the bulk of it. You know, we've got 20 more games coming up in the conference. Everybody plays each other, you know, twice. So. That's where the rubber meets the road. Everything else is uh, everything else is prelude. 
So right, right now, any of these non-conference games don't don't matter. Like, like I said, we've ascend, we've we've well established that the Horizon League is a one-bid league this year. It does not matter for anybody. You know, we're not following sure. anything closely. So the next two weeks kind of don't matter in some ways. Like if you got a game, I hope you're making some money. I mean, it or... matters to us because we we need something to talk about. But yeah. <laughs> but but right. But that's all it is. It's just kind of us just talking to talk because none of it, it doesn't matter in in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's getting right and getting ready for. Still no lies. You are 20, correct. Your twenty games because that's next twenty. You know, your 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 in conference yeah. games are all that's gonna gonna matter. Absolutely. Gonna... You are correct. Absolutely. All right. So that's gonna wrap it up for us. Um. So we'll be back at this next week, I think. I'm pretty sure we're going to be back at this next week. Please tell me nobody's wait, nobody's playing on a Sunday next week, are they? Yeah, I think nineteenth. So. Oh, um, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of Sunday games on the nineteenth. Right, so we're actually going to so yeah, so um, I guess late afternoon we'll be uh, dealing with all that then. Um, <laughs> Some so of those might even cool. matter. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, but we'll be back in we'll be back in next week. Um, and we'll we'll sort all the rest of this out because I think we're kind of that's about the point. I I know there's a couple of games straggling the, later on that week that are going to be kind of wrapping up the uh, wrapping up the non-conference there. So uh, until then, uh, again, HorizonRoundtable.com. You know everybody's going to be having their stuff. They're going to be cranking out their uh, cranking out their written stuff. So be sure to read all that. Um, we're we're we are at wherever all podcasts are, where podcasts are available. And of course, be sure to. Uh, uh, you can obviously pull us up on your Amazon or uh, Google devices. So until next week, uh, thank you all for listening.